Hey everybody, this is Martin Steed, and of course you're on Sisters with Superpowers with Rolling Out. Well, there are sisters with superpowers, and those who have created powers for all of us, created words, a lexicon for what it is to be a sister with a superpower. And I am so ecstatic and proud to know that there is a woman who took the moment to shine bright and to give every single Black girl that had never been given a notice and something to say that the world now shouts out, Black girls rock. I give you none other than Beverly Bond. How are you, Ms. Bond? Thank you. Thank you for that incredible introduction. I am really good. I'm really good. Well, I think it was close to being incredible, but you're an incredible lady, um, truly accomplished, uh, branded in the subconscious of uh, what I would consider the uh, patron saints of individuals who give pride and a proper stance on giving people an affirmation that they can daily use. What was that like to go from T-shirt to conference to knowing that you've sprinkled a little magic in the minds of all little black girls and women? Yeah, so um, that the order actually went uh, T-shirt to award show. And then um, later on, we bought in the other stuff in addition to that. Um, we were, uh, it was an award show first um, before we went to, to BET. Um, and it took us four years to get there. So um, the process for me was just one of tunnel vision. I just kept going. I knew that this affirmation was necessary. I knew that it was going to matter. I knew it was going to be a game changer. And you know, when you know something, when you know something about a vision that you have, you just keep going forward. And I think that's what I did. And I, I, I recognize the impact that BGR has had in the world, but I also saw it before it happened. You know what I mean? Like, oh, was that? no, I, I really think that was more of a mirror reflection of the fact that there was this young girl who was actually uh, 9-5-9, actually signed with Wilhelmina, knew that <laughs> she was rocking the runway and decided that there needed to be a safe space with an affirmation. So, yeah, I think we've been she's been looking at this black girl rocking for a long time. Absolutely. I have been. And I will say that that definitely had something to do with it. My career as a model, my career as a DJ um, certainly have influenced um, my lens. Um, I've also my life moving, uh, you know, from from a very little child. Um, I moved a lot. My mom was moving. <laughs> you know, we moved a lot. We weren't in the band and we weren't in the military. That's what people would ask. But I think that what I got to experience was um black girlness in different environments and that the the common denominator was that i that i saw is that no matter where it was at whether it was in all white schools whether it was in all black schools whether it was in you know urban uh neighborhoods or rural neighborhoods it was always this kind of idea that black girls were less than and we kind of grew up i think up and until very recently um with that thought and that acceptance of this kind of where we stand in this hierarchy. And um, it didn't sit well with me. I remember being, you know, going on castings and them saying things like, you know, we already have our black model, you know, and, and being comfortable 
comfortable saying that, right? Comfortable not, you know, I remember them having excuses in the fashion industry why there weren't a lot of Black models on the covers of magazines. And then when we got one here and there, you know, it was like celebrated, but it was like, okay, you can be the one, you know? And um, and then I think sometimes we, as people of color, sometimes we get caught up in this, you know, with 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 not having as much opportunity, we get caught up in this us four and no more, you know? that we're just, we're in, we good, you know, and I just, that none of that sat well with me. So I think all of, all of my um, journey took me to this place of Black Girls Rock. And I think that's what gave me the tunnel vision because I knew, I knew it was going to matter. I knew it was going to change the game and I knew how to do it. I knew not to make it preachy. I knew how to make it. I was only talking to my sisters. I was only talking to us. And if anybody else wanted to participate, more power to you. If you want to support us, more power to you. But I wasn't going to allow us to be called out our name, to be treated as if we didn't matter or less than or not even, you know, given the same opportunities. This was a a a, a rallying cry for us. And so, you know, if for I mean, that knowing that and then being able to make it happen. um, it it felt very um, humbling. Um, it felt on purpose. It felt like I'm. I feel real blessed to be able to do something that that has such an impact on so many. And then I'm also, you know, I continue to build on top of it and build on top of it and build on top of it. So that's the other, you know, very cool part about it is that finding other ways to continue to uplift and celebrate our women, our culture, our communities. Um, our excellence, you know, it just, it just continues to go. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm humble by all of it. Well, I appreciate your humility, but I say thank you. Um, Cause you may not hear it often enough. Uh, obviously for a young girl, when you say black girls rock, I think of the word courage. What would you share with a young woman about the value of bringing courage to her presence in the room? I think that, I mean, I think that the affirmation gives courage. It, it gives you the permission to be without questioning, without having to ask for permission. And I think that's, that is courage. I think courage is, um, and I'm glad you say that because I think that a lot of what we faced was kind of living in the sphere, the sphere of not being enough, the sphere of, you know, being rejected. And so I think that um, the, I, I feel like young women right now, especially young women, just from, you know, even the girls that we mentor and, you know, all of the things that we're seeing out there, I think they are so courageous and I'm so excited for what they're going to do in this world. I also, though, think that we as a community should also remember to be the adults in their lives and help them as they move forward. Because sometimes, you know, we've all been in um, um, spaces where we didn't know all that we thought we knew. Right. And sometimes they need guidance. And and I think that because of the way this world is right now with social media, um, a lot of times um, our next generation they they believe they have arrived and they don't know the rest of the way you know what i mean so i think for us like one of the things that we really try to do is not just encourage our girls to be brave and to be bold but also give them tools and support they need to get there 
making sure that they understand the process, making sure that they understand that there are steps that must be taken in order for you to get to your next best self. And it's not magic and it's not um, automatic. And you've got to do the work on you um, mentally, spiritually, physically, you know, um, you know, so that you can grow into this person that you are to become this, 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 this human that you are to become, you know, so that's, um, that's, I guess I, I'm, I'm assuming I answered that question. Like maybe two or three or. <laughs> I know I went, I went a little long, sorry, but. It, it yeah. never, never apologize. Your brother, you hear, I want to hear the truth and I really appreciate everything that you've uh, shared and that it's honest. I mean, if you're not going to be honest and you, you, you know, long is short for us because we haven't really interviewed you in a while. And mm -hmm. I really like the fact that you've kept your movement going. When you think of wealth and you think of health, you're still a very um, model ready woman. Why is it important to take care of both your money, your mind and your physicality? I mean, I think, you know, obviously health is wealth, health is wealth. And you know it, you know, as we get older, you know, I felt I had a, a bike spill um, a few months ago. And when I and I fell, the way I fell on my knee, it just like I still have the pain. Right. So, you know, uh, and, and so, you know, you the more you take care of yourself, though, the less these injuries, because they will happen and you're going to get them. But you don't want to be taken out. You know what I mean? And of course, that means that obviously money and uh, financial freedom is also important because you don't want to get taken out because you weren't prepared for to take care of yourself. And I think that you can undo a lot of that damage by doing it at the for at the forefront, like making sure that you're. And honestly, you know, and everybody knows this. But when you're when you feel good, you know, when you feel healthy, you you feel free. You know, you feel free, and you know, there's always work to do. We all have it to do, um, but you know, when you're doing the work of keeping yourself your your like the righteous work of keeping your body and your mental and your spirit you know in 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 top tip top shape and you know for some people it just means starting over and i think that that's okay you know so yeah i think it all it all you know it, it's all connected you know when you think about your mental playlist how what do you play in your mind as a dj what songs do you really think when you want peace and soul and you really think what are the top three or four things that just <laughs> top three or four there's no way um <laughs> you know there's just too much and too many um from you know lauren hill to kendrick lamar to stevie wonder to you know earth wind and fire um just it depends it depends on the day it depends on the situation um i love music um i love all genres of music. I love all eras of music. Um, I don't separate them. I, I, I separate them by greatness. And I think that we have so much great music um, that we just have had. And in fact, I think that's one of the things that, that propelled me as a DJ. Um, you know, I knew one of my first, um, when I was opening, I was opening DJ and um, my logic was that um, there's so much music history and I would, I would, okay, so let me just give you this. I would go out when I was opening, right? So I, I had a little job opening, opening up at the club, right? 
nobody comes when the DJ opens, right? <laughs> like no one's there at that at that early um time. But so I, I would go out and I would listen. This is how seriously I took it. I would just like, okay, let me just go out and listen to the the opening DJs, right? So I would just make my way through the week going out and just listening to the opening DJ. And what I would notice is that they were treating the opening like a throwaway. It was just like, they didn't care what they played. It was just no, no flow to it. No, and not everybody, but so I was like, oh, wow, they're missing so much. And I learned from that, not so much what, what I, what I learned is what I wouldn't do, right. By listening to them. And what I'm, what, my style ended up being is I was really digging into crates and I was really bringing, you know, a creative journey to the early part of the party. Right. It just so happens that my third week of opening <laughs> with nobody in the club <laughs> this week, uh, Angie Martinez and uh, DJ Enough had their birthday party. <laughs> and back then I, this is in 2000. Um, this is my third week of DJ. They um they wouldn't necessarily rent out the club and do what they do now, like with the big thing. They would just go to the early part of the night in the club that was popping. And I was DJing at a spot called Spy Bar. And um they um they were all of a sudden the whole music industry was in there. And because we're in the music industry, everybody loves music. So when I was digging in the crates and I was doing this, people kept coming up. You couldn't see the DJ. They just knew somebody was up there. They're like, who is playing the music? Who is the DJ? And so it went on and on and on. And um, people kept coming up, coming up. Oh, you should go see the DJ. The DJ is a girl. You should go see the DJ. So it kept happening like that. And then, um, you know, I remember that night, that's when Enough, um, DJ Enough said, um, you know, he liked the way I played. I didn't know he was at that point. He had decided that he was going to make me a heavy hitter, which is my DJ crew. And then Jay-Z was there. And um, he says, same thing. Like, I love the way you played. And then he heard me another time. And so when he opened 4040, they said all the DJs were calling from all over the country to try to get this job. And Jay was like, only one DJ is opening this club. And that's Beverly Bond. So it was like, I, I, you know, I, I, I was doing the work, you know, I was doing the work. So um, I know this wasn't the question. The question was about what music. <laughs> um, but I think it goes back to it because the music, because of my love of music, that is what took me to these spaces. My love of music, right? They like Jay didn't just pick me. It was like what I was playing. Enough didn't just add me to the crew. It was like how I was playing. You know what I mean? And so that became my reputation. If you think about like me being a famous DJ before launching Black Girls Rock, I did that in a small place, right? And in, um, I mean, I, I did big events, but really Joe's pub is where my residency was. It really defined who I was. And that was what people knew was going to happen. They knew that they were going to go on a musical journey. So when you say which music would I come up with, it just depends on the, the mood, the situation, the circumstances, you know, it just, you know, it depends you know, but I mean, I'm I'm inspired by so much of our genius because that's what it is. It's our genius. Um, I also am a DJ that recognizes that I'm playing. I'm just playing the music that these incredible artists, um, you know, have created. So I'm just really bringing the message, and I think that I that that in itself made me never get in my way. I never made it about me. Always made it about the music. That answered the question. Um, last question, um, when it comes to um, hanging out and experiencing any Black girl rocks 
conference coaching session, what are the three things you want young women and just women in general to take away once they experience your brand? I mean, I think I want the same thing I want if they didn't experience my brand. I want black girls to win. I want them to feel okay. I want them to feel um, complete and um, and know that they are worthy of any and everything that they can dream of. I think that that's what I want for, you know, all black women. And I, and I, and I particularly want this for black women because it's been denied to us for so long, you know? And so I think that that's where the impact of what this has, this has done. We've, I, I, I remember being on the red carpet at the award show and it was a moment where Cicely Tyson, Gladys Knight and Dionne Warwick were all there. And I'm like, wow, look at this legend, this, this legendary lineup right here. And so I walk over to them and, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm not a founder of Black Girls Rock. I'm still a little bit, you know, shy, starstruck, all of that. Right. And I go up to them and I'm like, thank you, like for just everything for the legacy. And they turned around and they said, thank you, Beverly. They were like, thank you for keeping it going. Don't, don't discredit and don't diminish what you've done here. They said, because we know that we don't experience this and we've been here for a while. So when they said that, I was like, wow, that's really crazy, but it's really real. And, um, you know, we have been denied access for so long. So for me, I want to just continue to open doors. I want to be the, you know, the high tide that raises all boats. And um, that's the goal. And that's what I continue to, to strive to do. Ladies and gentlemen, Standing ovation. This is Munson Steed. I've had a wonderful experience. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being assisted with superpowers, creating a safe space with benefits for all to rise, all rise, all boats. I am Munson Steed with Beverly Bond, Black Girl Rock, um, a true um, Harriet Tubman, Michelle Obama, a true Cicely Tyson, Gladys Knight, a true Margaret Burroughs. And if you don't know Margaret Burroughs, um, she created the first Black museum for Black people in this country. So we thank you and thank you for coming and spending time and sharing your vision with Rolling Out and Sisters with Superpowers. Thank you so much. I'm Beverly Bond and I am a Black girl who rocks. <laughs>